there are things about ghost adventures we will never fully understand. Understand. We want answers. Welcome to Adventurous Ghosts, the podcast that investigates every investigation of ghost adventures. Today we are investigating the investigation of Season 5, Episode 8. Tuella? Tuella? Just, just think of, I'd like to uh, take you to the grocery store. <laughs> to will a hospital. See, see. Um, yeah, that's uh, quite the overextended Zach can't pronounce things bit in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of overextended bits yeah. that didn't need to happen in this episode. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh it was it was shocking though. Like as I was watching it, my entire body just got the feeling for the first time in a long time of doing uh, adventurous ghosts. Like my body finally got the feeling of like, oh, this is a modern ghost adventures episode. This isn't an old ghost adventures episode. Like it is, but it it something with the editing and Zach's kind of delivery. Uh there's still some I mean there's there's goof in ghost adventures throughout the series, but like uh, you know, even even in the most serious of episodes, there's like a fucking segment where Aaron and Zach have a sword fight with um, like a medieval sword fight with Billy and Jay. Like it's a whole they still do stupid shit like that sometimes. But like, I don't know what it is. It's like the yeah. editing, the the, the reenactment shit. Yeah, yeah. like it's like the reenactment shit um, with with like the little girl and all that stuff is like I'm like oh this is this is still ex- literally exactly like it currently is in the newer episode or, I mean the last 10 years episodes and even to the point where it's like they mention one of the ghosts is a nurse and immediately not that she's an evil nurse and even later they say oh she helps people too they show her with gore and intestines and blood on her mouth and like all the little mm-hmm. you know in the reenactment shit and I'm like oh this is this is now Zach committing to the this, this feels very Zach with the support of Travel Channel producers saying, "Oh yeah, really make this as dark as you want. Like yeah, every yeah. episode could be as dark as you want." Now I was just like, "Yeah, I was surprised." I, I felt like I'm like, "Wait, is this an episode from like season two they just forgot about and then played?" Oh yeah, oh like the way he 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 came across right like you're saying like it's the old flavor of. Still that like hardcore douchiness, weirdness, awkwardness. Um, yeah, it just seemed off. Yeah. And yeah, it's very different from the rest of like season four and five that we've been doing more recently. So it's like, it's like super, super. And I'm not saying mature in that it's like, oh, it's very emotionally mature. It's just, no, it's like, it's matured in that it feels like, like, I feel like this, this is the, yeah, this is the episode where I feel like Ghost Adventures is polished. And then the next episode is the L- Loretta Lynn plantation. And it like the beginning of the episode, you know, cause I, I'm just letting, I let it autoplay while I'm finishing my notes and stuff, but uh, to the next one. And it's literally them on a, uh, a porch swing doing like a harmonized. Yeah. That of, like, started immediately. After. <laughs> yeah. what the hell? We're on Loretta Lynn's plantation. <laughs> Stupid shit. But, um, but yeah, it, it overall felt like a, also like a thickened up Zach too. Like, like he's like, uh, He's like evening out. Like he's not so uh, completely V shaped, mm-hmm. like super skinny waist and then huge wide chest and shoulders and things like that. His hair's uh, more mellow. Um, I think it, it kind of stays like this for a while where it's, you know, it's 
He's still using the wet product, but not. Right, can uh, you vamp one second? I got UPS guy. Who's oh yeah, sure. Do something. Yeah, he's still using the uh, the wet look product, whereas like later on, he's using the dry look product, or he has a hat on in every single every single fucking scene and episode. Like the last, I feel like the last five or six seasons of the of the show, uh, the newer episodes, obviously, the most recent five or six seasons have like he has a hat on or something. Um, but, uh, but yeah, his look, he, he has kind of a more mellow look. Like he has a dumb shirt. That's fucking like sort of tie dye with bro fight gear shit on there too. But, uh, but kind of normal jeans. They're not super baggy. Like they're kind of normal fitting shit. Uh, Nick and Aaron are in their kind of like, uh, just overall black colored attire. Again, like the kind of current, um, ghost of Okay. Stuff, I'm back. But, Sorry. Uh, he always rings a like, bell and then it's weird. So, and then walks, you know, flips the bird to the ring and then walks exactly. Away. Yeah. Um, brain. Yeah. But uh, no, I was just saying Zach's overall look is like, you know, still relatively immature, but mostly it's getting more mellow where like his, you know, his shirt isn't completely ridiculous with like studs and fucking. Right. There's, there's <laughs> some there, but not all as, as yeah. much. Yeah. Like and it's, it seems... it's old, but then new. It's like this. Yeah. Transition. It's yeah. Franny Zach. And yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And I don't like to work on cars, <laughs> uh, but the, you know, and there's obviously as soon as there's a woman that gives him energy in the interviews, then he's going to flirt and, you know, play games with her and things like that, which he, he does that to this day. And like, like I've said before, the, the really current season, the, the newest season of ghost adventures definitely is like, uh, I think he's taking some of the criticism that it's like, Oh, the last few seasons, everything's been too dark. You've been too brooding and dramatic. Like, can you just like have a little fun with your fucking crew again? Mm -hmm. Sometimes like, like actively trying to be goofy and leaving goofy shit in the edit where, which they do here. Right. And so, uh, but it, he, it definitely gets darker. Like the Jay and Billy, like the first handful of seasons with them, I think. So that's 2014 and on, um, are like, not serious in a stupid way, but like they really played down the goofy stuff. So it's mostly serious stuff. Right. And, and it's definitely much more of like a, Oh, Zach and Aaron are the, the upper tier and Billy and Jay are the, you know, now like the assistants, whatever, which is fine. But, um, and then oddly enough, it's become almost like Billy and, and Zach take it the most seriously. And Aaron always has some weird issue or whatever, but, mm -hmm. uh, and just isn't as good on camera. But anyway, See, that's why um, they always put him down there. Right, right, yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> also, I mean, only like the three times that I've seen your mother in real life, and then occasionally, you know, uh, been suggested her as a friend on Facebook, which I of course decline and block. But, um, <laughs> Out of respect, yeah. Uh, that nurse lady kind of had a your mom look, uh, kind of. But you know her better than me. But it just right, in terms right, of my right. uh, just, my impression yeah, exactly. Uh, um, that, that lady had a really little girl voice, like very much yeah, like she was a, very odd. Yeah, had like uh, a stunted, like stunted emotional growth or whatever. Because again, like, she know. was like a nurse, but I'm like, isn't this place abandoned? But then she yeah. was talking about having guests and, yes. and patients. Yeah, they, and... they didn't make it clear till like well into the episode. Yeah. And and they also, which I called bullshit on, like they acted like they didn't know that. Where I'm like, right. okay, guys, you knew exactly what the fuck was going on. With right, this thing. right, right. I guarantee in the first or second sentence, the owner, Kim, a man, Kim with two <laughs> M's, <laughs> which I've never seen before. Uh, Mostly male. Yeah. Guarantee he would have said in the, like, cause that's one of the intriguing things. It's like, oh yeah, this place is actually still 
an op, you know, half of it is an operating old folks home, like a retirement's home. Right. That sounds uh, like, uh, wait, what yeah. the hell is happening? Yeah. <laughs> and then Zach and Nick are like, wait, what? What are you talking? Really? Oh my God, that's crazy. It's like, fuck off. You fucking knew that was, you know, but, uh, and again, now, now, um, we were talking about this before recording, but, uh, uh, Nick Groff, uh, as we talked about, I think on not this maybe on last month's episode but definitely on the regular shows uh nick groff had promised to shoot a video um answering all questions on twitter honestly that were in that thread and specifically about his experience with ghost adventures with travel channel with quote-unquote getting fired versus quitting uh to start paranormal lockdown with katrina weedman and like all that stuff so all the drama that happened around um his leaving of ghost adventures. Right. So he posted the other day, a six and a half minute video answering almost all the questions. It was a very juicy vid for sure. And, uh, we're going to cover it when, whenever Dakota Layden, who also promised first to make that same exact type of video, whenever he releases that on Twitter, um, he, he also deleted a bunch of the tweets where he was talking shit before too. Um, so I don't know if like now there's legal things happening or, or his management is telling him, Hey, don't, you know, whatever, or I don't know. But, um, but I'm assuming he's still planning on doing that though. Who knows? But, um, still, uh, Nick, Nick Groff, as much as he kind of annoys me is, is probably the, I mean, he was the one that was closer to it, but it would be nice to get a second, um, you know, not completely unrelated because Dakota was on ghost adventures for like a season, but, uh, as a camera guy, but, um, uh, it would be interesting to get another official quote unquote, inside perspective and compare the two but yeah but nick nick was saying nick basically answered all of the questions except for i think the one that sarah and i were talking that it probably because if he answered the questions which there were many did did ghost adventure slash zach slash the producers request that you guys fake evidence and do you fake did you fake evidence ever or were you witnessed to faked evidence on the show he did not answer any of those questions because i think that would be considered libel because that would that would be like yeah, that's all rough. The, all the answers obviously we'll go into detail in the other episode but like all the answers were like in my opinion one person on ghost adventures you know caused a hostile right, working right. environment like and stuff like that that was like that i think his even his lawyer it sounded like he had talked to a lawyer and they were oh, like I'm hey, sure as they long as you say yeah. yeah as long as you say in my opinion and you stay away from these couple things then you'll be fine but um, none of it can be considered libel or slander I'm or whatever. Sure him but, and a uh, lawyer, if he was smart, wrote out the script before he even filmed because he just filmed himself for six minutes, right? Like, yes. Yeah, his wife filmed him. Pre-prepped. That was his wife, yeah, you know, doing the yeah. voiceover, like, oh, like answer, you know, they, and, and they would at least show like the group the general groupings of questions from Twitter. But we'll get more into that on the uh, on that specific. They'll probably just turn that into probing deeper next month, assuming that we have uh the Dakota stuff to do. But right. um uh and then Dakota Layden announced the the destination fear guy uh and we so sarah and i actually watched a couple one or two episodes the other night um of like season two because we watched a chunk of season one and it was kind of meh you know but th that was also in our like 2018 2017 like hyper binge of ghost adventures we were like absorbing mm -hmm. all of the paranormal shows like constantly and uh so it was just kind of maybe we were like, let's start with season two, though, just so it's a little more refined. And then if we really fall in love with it, we can always go back to season one if we, you know, we want to just get the rest of the content. But um, it's a cool enough show like they're they're younger people. They're 
they're all they're all like uh, it's 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 Dakota's sister and then two of his lifelong friends that are on the show. So they're a little goobery and douchey because they're younger, but um and and but it feels much more like a portals to hell or you know it's not as dramatic as um ghost adventures but he definitely took cues he like he was inspired by you know ghost adventures obviously he was a huge fan and that's why he like you know submitted to that contest to be on the show but um but uh it's uh we're gonna we'll, we'll watch some more there was definitely some some pretty good evidence overall in there but um now now it's like though like everything's kind of in question with ghost adventures even more you know because i'm like uh I'm, I'm curious if he'll have to avoid answering the uh art did you ever witness things being faked or whatever mm-hmm. on ghost adventures at well, the very and least, even but. so yeah outside of just the slanderous then it also discredits what they're currently doing if they exactly did, so they still won't admit it even if they did because then it'll just say like well see you, you witnessed and you admitted it and held it a secret so why should we even believe what you're doing now exactly yeah so um it's a very and then you know obviously like everything on on twitter very uh interesting to see the um uh the camps of people the little tribes of people that are a billion percent behind this person versus that person Mm -hmm. and um as soon as one person in dakota's thread defended zach or even or not even defended just said like well, we should probably, you know, actually get confirmation that he's faking stuff before just assuming it or whatever. Or people should actually come out and say they were sexually harassed before they assume it. And people were just jumping over those people too. Right, it's right. Like, so much like sycophantism in general. But uh, uh, but the Destination Fear people announced they a Kickstarter because Destination Fear Season 4 got canceled. And that was like their main video and it was to announce their Kickstarter for Project Fear, which is the same kind of show, but it'll be on YouTube and then obviously, you know, longer and, and uncut and stuff. But um, oh, just like, uh, like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they they asked for sixty five thousand dollars, which would have gotten like two different destination uh, worth of episodes. But they ended up getting like over three hundred thousand. And I think it's still growing <laughs> in like a day or something. So good for them like i'd be interested to watch that and compare it to the the destination of your episodes on travel channel but uh katrina weedman from you know portals to hell and then with nick groff for three seasons the um paranormal lockdown which i've always said like as much as i i don't really enjoy nick groff on camera that show has got some of like the gnarliest visual evidence i've ever seen on a ghost show Mm -hmm. like it was crazy Mm -hmm. but um uh I think it's like early in season one. There's like a fucking thing that it's not a shadow. It's like a white shadow figure, but it it looks like a fucking weird, like David Lynch mixed with like an alien body, uh-huh. like mixed with, I guess that's, what is that? Uh, uh, <laughs> your weird fucking alien body. Like something crawling on the, across the ground, like in a fucking, like in Jacob's ladder or David Lynch movie or something. Also, mm-hmm. Jacob's ladder mentioned yeah, exactly. this episode too, oh, yeah. but the device, not the movie. <laughs> but, um, but uh, it was like, like to where it like almost like not turn my stomach like I was gonna barf, but I was just like, I'm like that's either a person in a suit, or that's something paranormal, and that is fucking terrifying. Right. Like it was it's gross. A, it's like, golem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Literally, it was like it was like an eyeless golem, like crawling slither crawling on the background of a shot um and it and that's why it was weird too because they weren't even like 
they were always looking for evidence, but it was a part where they were just like having a conversation with each other and it was just like going on in the background. It was gross. But, um, but anyway, um, yeah, I'll be interested. I mean, and, and let's, let's even say, uh, I don't know, Zach Bagans is somehow factually officially outed as faking evidence and being gross to people or women or something, right? Like, you know, it's like, cause I mean, we, we like covering Zach and he's entertaining, you know, but it's like, I'm ultimately, I'd be like, well, that's cool. Not because he did bad stuff, but because, oh, maybe then the next generations of paranormal shows, we can kind of rest easier and go, this is what real paranormal investigating sort of is like, you know, as opposed to the more dramatized Christian ideals, like everything's a demon kind of stuff that Zach has made so popular, you know? So, um, yeah, it's, it's like, I guess like, the sh- like shows could like part of that's part of why you know I like Hellier so so much because it's a paranormal show but it isn't also trying to be a horror movie you know what I mean whereas like Zach's whole thing is kind of pandering to horror fans because obviously there's lots of crossover with people that are into paranormal and horror movies and stuff and the macabre but um uh it's like you know hell if if things become a little more like Hellier s that would be cool because that's more like paranormal stuff for the people that really like to get in to what the nature of the paranormal is as opposed to Zach Bagans and crew they have already decided on a premise of what it is which is the battle of good and evil and souls between Christian you know Abrahamic religions devils and God and Jesus right and that's where all of this stems from uh and, and then whereas the other kinds of shows are like huh like I wonder I wonder if this is a psychic reflection like I, I wonder if we are the new like we are the stone tape that it was never the materials in the land or in the house or the ground, but it's that we are these kind of like psychic antennas that can reflect things that have happened there. Right. Or, or kind of reprocess them or something, you know, so shit like that, which is getting super nerdy and down the rabbit hole. But you know, at, at this point it's like, if, if everything just stays ghost adventures forever, then it's just going to be a one trick pony forever too, you know? So, well, yeah, it just, they'll go away. I don't know if they'll ever go hell your route for mainstream media, but correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I think but more variety coming, in how it's yeah. presented. I think. Yeah. Just slowly, but surely. I mean, I think that's like a 10 to 20 year shift. Right. Um, not like yeah, you know, two seasons from now. <laughs> right. Right. Cause ghost <laughs> adventures took so long. Um, and, uh, and also like all the, all the paranormal folks, especially the ones that, you know, understandably they, <laughs> their shows got canceled. So they're like, we're starting our own YouTube thing. And everyone well, yeah, is like, TV's less relevant and streaming. Right. There's so many services like either a getting picked up is easier. Or B you can just straight just yeah, do it on your a own. Patreon, right. Or yeah. a YouTube or anything and still mm-hmm. make money. Yeah. You've already used the more mainstream, the old school mainstream device to gather an audience. Yeah, and now yeah. you have a lot of people that are willing to support you. Yeah. Cause I was like, um, when I used to watch a lot of magic on Twitch, uh, one of the guys, the gathering like, or magicians, the gathering, yeah. sorry, yeah, never magicians, <laughs> digital close up magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, it was a shared stream. Right. Um, <laughs> He would make things disappear in my room. Right. Um, <laughs> like his penis into my mouth. <laughs> exactly. Loads upon loads. Uh-huh. Uh, wheels within wheels. Um, <laughs> but one of the guys there, he's like, no, I learned this. You know, someone else told me this. But he's like, the easiest way to grow is to just build an audience. And then when you change platforms, it's less stressful. Exactly. Because yep. you just have a built-in group. And then it just kind of auto goes and you can kind of keep moving around. But Which is obvious. But... Yeah, it's like once you can get that core following, then 
you're kind of I mean, set as long as you keep yeah. going. Yeah, I mean that that was like the the story of the um the guys at you know IGN that I would follow, you know Greg Miller and Colin Moriarty. They like had a huge following at IGN. They were senior editors. They were you know the the main kind of PlayStation podcasters. They were on a lot of the coverage, a lot of the other podcasts too. And they just had a following because people liked what they had to say about video games and culture. And then they, you know, in the meantime, in like 2012, they started their own YouTube channel. And because they already had that established following from the biggest entertainment website in the world, they were like, oh, like our dumb shows, which have nothing to do with video games, uh, because technically they couldn't at the time, they would have been competing or whatever. They're like, they're getting millions of, you know, uh, watches on YouTube and then two years later, they went and started their own, you know, company and just brought that following there, which at the time was like, you know, that's almost 10 years ago now. It's crazy. Like, it definitely wasn't obvious that that was possible then, you know, and it's crazy to your point, like how quickly it's become a cliche, but it's in a good way because you can just go and follow exactly who you want, you know, right. and uh, I mean, there's something to be said. I was listening to a high and mighty podcast and, and uh the most recent one where it was conspiracies number two, because he's he had one of the two guys from last podcast on the left on. Uh, he had him back to talk about conspiracy theories. And uh, uh, it was interesting, too, because they were talking about how already the cliche of like, oh, the Internet's connected everyone, but now it's separating everyone because it's all tribalism, which is true mm-hmm. um, in some senses, like not everyone is doing that. But uh, but they're like they're it's it's almost like the um slow rotting away of empathy because people are not now forced as much as we were ever forced to turn on the tv right like <laughs> people are now not forced to be exposed to lots of different people's opinions right. or yeah, just echo chambers right so now and now people can just choose to oh well i get my news from tucker carlson oh well i get my news from this person on the left and i get my news from, you know, whatever and which is like super cool in a lot of ways um and like you know like you and me and like whatever we listen to lots of like we don't like only listen to doughboys and no one's opinion about fast food. like i mean we don't, listen, we don't listen to other fast food podcasts but it's like right. who cares it's fast food as well but um uh, but you can make the argument that someone could become like an asshole and be like, no, I'm not eating there because Doughboy said it was gross or like something. And then you ruin some fun burger, you know, <laughs> adventure you were going to have with your friend or something like that. Yeah. You know, where you go out and you're just yeah. cheap at places. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. You just, yeah. You know, grift for money outside right. the door and then they pay for your burger. Uh, but uh <laughs> Oh man, that was a weird rattle. But point being, um, yeah, like people have the opportunity to just now be ultimately comfortable in their own echo chambers. And that that like that can deteriorate empathy and open-mindedness, you know. Even though it's like on the flip side, you can argue the internet makes people more open-minded by the sheer volume of existence you can be exposed to at any given second, you know. But but there's um, a certain element of having to choose with algorithms and AI mm-hmm. is going to make it all worse. Um, right. Choose what you want because AI is dangerous because if that decides to choose for you, then. Oh, you don't have to tell re- me that, Stephen. Okay. <laughs> AI, I know. Fight you. Fight you. <laughs> um, but yeah, just you, you. Yeah, you aren't like you said, like flipping on a TV station and seeing commercials. Right. At random. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. To a certain extent. We're on. Yeah. 
media, you're just kind of getting followed around, even if it's ads with stuff you've already seen or things that the algorithm knows right, you want right, to see right. more of. Yes. Um, yeah. And also then the, you know, classic, just, you don't have to confront people in person, which is a whole different ballpark of, you know, being forced to, you know, be exposed to either conservative person or super liberal or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. You can just get, live in your house, be on the internet, get in your car, go to any physical areas that you're comfortable with and avoid all that if you really wanted, you know, or people, um, just cause you're not forced to be in the world as much. Exactly. Uh, yeah. It's, it's like the, it's like the, the new, um, uh, you know, the classic, uh, the cliche, like line of like an armed society is a polite society. Now it's become like a physically public society is a right. more polite society too. Cause yeah. it's like how you think of how many, physical threats and oh i hope you fucking jump off a cliff you know when someone yeah. has an opinion on like a stephen king book or something stupid you're literally saying oh i'm wishing for your death right. you know and even if that's not true those words are still there and uh and out in the ether and it's like you would never or you would rarely say that to someone in real life right you know in a fucking grocery store who could like take a wine bottle up to your fucking skull or right something. or or they actually do kill themselves and you <laughs> right. you now have to deal with that emotional yeah, like, connection mean, of like i physically saw this and and watched their demeanor change you know which some people like right so they yeah. lose that but yeah 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 obviously yeah it leads to all of the bullying and yeah again i couldn't imagine uh as someone who struggled in social spheres you know all of my school life anyway i could not also imagine having an online presence and having those insults be permanent and shareable. You know what I mean? Like having somebody say something, at least I had the luxury of it. Like somebody calls me something and I call them something back and then it goes away after, you know, it's only in our heads, you right. know, as, as opposed to being on like some official school forum or everyone's playing Fortnite and on this discord, they're doing this and, you know, and kids fucking kill themselves. And that's crazy. Right. You know, like child well, suicide also on the, the flip side, you could detach from that group, right? Like you're still right. isolating in a specific group of diverse people where in those situations you now could say, yeah, I'm not even going to be on that board with the school. Like I'm exactly. forced to a certain extent, but I can now go escape, you know, 80% of my day otherwise. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, a persona somewhere else. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it, yeah. That's a good point too. It like allows you, if you can power through the bad parts, it allows you to, um, you know, man manifest a, a version of yourself that you want, that you think is hopefully more positive and stronger, you yeah. know? And then there's that <laughs> element of fake it till you make it kind of thing too, you know? Right. So, cause they were like classic losers at my school. Like <laughs> I felt bad for these people and then they would be like, and assholes. I saw them in the mirror every day, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then I pulled my pants up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I mean, these were just like classic dickhead, like just bad people. And they were losers and maybe it all like fed into out, each other. Angry burnout kids. Um, to a certain extent. And some were just like spoiled. Just, I don't know. Just, oh, okay. just yeah, asshole yeah. kids. Yeah. Um, but there was a couple of them that like did the whole classic. I'm just going to hang out with kids from another school and then create a persona. So like, oh. it was word on the street. It was like, oh, at this school, they all think this kid's the cool kid, but mm. he's actually just, you know, at our school, we all know Pile of shit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which again, I would, tr there were so many kids I would feel bad for and try and be nice to, and then they would be an asshole to me or something or just, yeah, that's always shitty. I'm like, okay, then too, fuck yeah. you. Like, <laughs> Cause you're literally taught, you know, hopefully by parents and like, you know, 
you know, positive children's programming, like, hey, like, be accepting of other people, be nice right. to the kids that are lonely, because then they can be really cool. And you just didn't know it. And then, right, and, right, then, right. and then they're just fucking like abused and now right. depressed narcissists, and they're just shitty to, you know, everyone, everyone. else. And then yeah. they, they sadly fulfill that prophecy that they've been told right, right. by their bullies and all that shit too you know so yeah um but yeah i can see uh zach being one of those bullies that was that's, <laughs> uh, without going too deep or again, the like, persona changer maybe he was again exactly. the loser who then is now post because again yeah. that was the other classic he was a like, oh, when you kid, go to college you, know? you now yeah. become a <laughs> yeah. totally different person yeah he was a theater kid and uh yeah he just he just seems like he is ve- at, at the very least without knowing really any other facts I think we can all agree that Zach is hyper dedicated, hyper persnickety, hyper uh, controlling of his content, right? Which doesn't mean it's a bad thing. That could mean that some of the best stuff is because you have eccentric controlling people who want to share a very specific vision, right? But then when you then hear the flip side, like in Nick Groff's video where he just says it was always a hostile work environment you know like it was just like you know and you can see it like even in in this episode when even aaron does his dumb joke that you were saying at the end of the i can't pronounce tuwilla montage he's like yeah just just think of it like this zach uh tuwilla tuwilla go to the store with me later or like some bullshit and he's like everyone's laughing but zach's looking at him like with a smile but also like god damn it aaron like you're like like he fucked his bit up or something again i might be projecting that but like it definitely doesn't seem like zach always loves the goofiness unless he's controlling it and he's the number one Mm -hmm. center he's he's got to be the center of attention right? right so um but uh, anyway, um, we will find out more. I mean, the Nick Groff video is kind of enough, but I I'll, again, I want to, like you were saying, uh, see if the Dakota guy ends up doing anything. Because uh, at this point, I think people are starting to ask, like, hey, when are you going to put out the video you said you're going to put out? You know, but right, right now it's um, getting real. Um, but uh, let's go to beautiful Tuella, Utah which is just outside of Salt Lake City. And it opens up with Zach marveling at the beauty of the surroundings, the snowy mountains in the background of this kind of flatlands, little small town. And Zach says, but we're not here for beauty. We're here for darkness, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, which is kind of funny. Like that could be a little, a microcosm an encapsulation of what we were just talking about and of his critics uh, versus him, which is that he's all about, manifesting the dark side of paranormal investigation and uncovering the scary evil stuff. But a lot of people um, from other shows or whatever, they're always like, you know, a lot of investigations I really had like, and you know, Zach, we've had some episodes where Zach is like, we felt like we really helped these sad soul, you know, whatever these like kind of thing. But, but some of them like that whole kindred spirits show, which I'm not the hugest fan of, but that's all about trying to see if the paranormal activity is a deceased family member or related in some kind, like an old friend, a mother, a husband, like whatever. Um, and, uh, uh, which is a really interesting premise, but it's kind of, it's kind of limiting and not super satisfying by the end of those episodes. <laughs> but, um, but, but still a cool premise. And that's more about, that would be more like, Oh, let's try to find the beautiful touching side of connecting with people who are gone because it is right. a very sad thing when people you love pass away, you know? So, um, so the place was a poor house initially, 
And then it was a hospital with like little to no funding. There wasn't even a morgue. They would just stack up bodies to kind of rot until some service would come by and they'd be able to cremate them or, um, or store them for, you know, burial or whatever. But now it's a haunted attraction called Asylum 49. Um, there is, it's a pretty cool soundtrack this episode. It's kind of like a, um, uh, Clive Barker style, like synth kind of, you know, mm-hmm. kind of synth dark wave poppy kind of stuff in the instrumental shit in the background. I guess it's all instrumental. <laughs> it's <not laughs> you usually. know, when the music is instrumental. Yeah. <laughs> just hardcore bands and stuff yeah, in the yeah. background. And uh, I mean, we got yeah, the just diet yelling. Thing. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. It was the Where in the World is Carmen San Diego acapella group. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no instruments. Do, 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 do. Um, Wasn't Eric in that? Finger. That's where your mom met him? <laughs> yes, they were in that acapella choir. Yeah, yeah. 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 And they t- completely squandered a burgeoning TV in educational television for kids. But yeah, uh, yeah. they didn't take the, the their following with them. Yeah, right, right, right. As they should have. <laughs> well, I mean, because like one of the guys wanted to get, go all adult and call it cockapella because he was right. kind of a closeted, you know, gay dude. It wasn't really accepted <laughs> at the time. Yeah. And then, it, but instead, like the rest of them wanted to go on with Rockapella. That guy could have just spun off and done his own thing, but everyone was like, oh no, we can't do this. Yeah. Without him, we're uh, going we're yeah. to go home and like neglect Joey's needs and just pay attention to the girls in the family. And that's, right, right. He's that's the really base, what... uh, up-tempo <laughs> character singer. Right. <laughs> Whatever the fuck is in this. Right. <laughs> and he's the backbone. Right. <laughs> uh, um... <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, so Kim Anderson, as we mentioned before, Kim, K-I-M-M, uh, and also the the very Scandinavian spelling of Anderson, where it's all E's, it's it's uh, E-R-S-E-N um, in there. He has a interesting look. Uh, he's not crazy, like, weirdo, but he has, like, hair that doesn't make sense mixed with a beard. It's like a very boring haircut, but trying to be very cool at the same time, and he's, like, a very very much like a my stepdad kind of guy um just very like low energy and whatever but um he says that uh the scary he was a skeptic the scariest shit that he's seen are full-blown apparitions and he's like he's like i mean it's it's the scariest where you can just see their eyes nose and mouth you know i'm like that's a weird thing like i get what he's saying but it's kind of a weird thing to say too right um lots of nurse moms in this episode there's like a whole gaggle of them because they still work there because half of this place is a functioning retirement facility. And this is where Zach and Aaron fucking fake that they or Zach and Nick fake that they did not know that was the case. Right. And he's like, uh, he's like, he's like, man, there's like, that means there's just like old people like on deck for that transition from one life <laughs> to the next. You know? <laughs> uh, lots of little girl voices here. And a lot of the retirement folks uh, will report hearing the little girl's voice like a day or two ahead of them dying. So they're saying that it's almost like you hear this girl's voice and you're going to be, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of kind of grim reapery kind of stuff in here. Uh, And Zach goes, I mean, the question is, is like, are they actually kids, you know? And, uh, and (laughs) so that's like kind of, he's done it before, but this is pretty quick where it's like, Oh, all they did was mention kids. Oh yeah. But are they actually kids or are they demons? Like it was pretty, this is where I was like, Oh, this is very much like current, um, you know, uh, ghost yeah. adventures, but well, he has a demon rant down the line too, which yes. is, Oh, cool. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, Kim then says this, and I, I truly don't understand. He's, he just seems like Aaron where he's just not that eloquent on camera. He says, Oh, I tell the staff. Cause he said, cause Zach had just said, the question is, are they actually kids? 
And he said, oh, I tell the staff, don't let anyone in if you don't know them, even if it's a two-month-old baby you don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> are there babies knocking on the door? Yeah, and like, is it- let me in here. <laughs> Yeah, like fucking Beetlejuice is the cockroach. Like, right, hey, right. Or uh, what's called <laughs> Roger Rabbit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Baby, smoking and whatever, yeah. Where's my stogie? My stogie! Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was very jealous of that baby, though. But, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, yeah, it's... Uh, I, I don't know, like, they, there was never... They haven't talked about, and they don't talk about baby apparitions. Um, I'm not sure there would ever be a baby knocking on your door. <laughs> uh to be let in quote unquote um it's yeah hasbullah right <laughs> <laughs> which like i can't remember i've said i think i just said this to sarah but i was like now that i've like the last month or two have like gone deep into it and then just don't care anymore like but gone way into like the all the content and mm-hmm. the accounts and all that shit i feel like like every six out of ten hasbullah videos at, like end with him for no reason pulling out his huge foldable knife and then like <laughs> chasing the camera guy, like <laughs> like always like right. i'm like holy or throwing it at him or people <laughs> i'm like but and then i'm like is this like now is he now like a little rich kid because he's gotten so many millions of followers and things like that or now like now his friends and or his brother or whoever are just like you know letting him be insane and that's what people right. want to see i guess it's like know, the bam margera yeah um, yeah 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 <laughs> Where there he was in his parents' house, now he owns it, and then just yeah went full bore because it just feeds itself. Because the more you do it, the better. And then it, yeah. yeah, his voice is is so high pitched, like it's such a like a um a Munchkin from Wizard of Oz voice, but even right. higher. Like it sounds like there's an effect on it, it's so crazy. And I still every time I see a horse, I think of the one where he's on the horse and like they're setting him up, and he just goes as if he's revving the horse up. He just goes. Like he's like, you know, making a motorcycle sound, but it's like <laughs> so impossibly high. Like I can't even imitate anyone. But um <laughs> anyway. Oh yeah, we were thinking about Kim was saying if Hezbollah is at the door, even right, don't right. let him in. <laughs> uh <laughs> there uh there are three main apparitions that are seen or heard. Uh there is a nurse, there is a man in black, or just it's really just a shadow figure, and then a little girl ghost. So uh, the nurse will even help people uh, like people will be like, oh, no, no, I'm fine. The nurse came in and checked my equipment and it's all good now. And uh, but then, of course, they are showing the nurse being covered in gore and like having a bloody scalpel as if she gutted someone and is bathing or eating their entrails. I'm like, that's where the the disconnect of what's being said. And then the uh, the, the theatrics of Zach and the post-production crew, you know, um, trying to be uh entertaining you know and that that's like too like even like everyone's guilty of it like i think like kindred spirits probably not but like like portals to hell and like every jack osborne thing especially every katrina weedman thing they're all trying to not be like ghost adventures but then i think that they're even destination fear and stuff they all claim they're not trying to be but then all of their intros are just like ghost adventures they're everything still has scary sound effects and the whole haunted house vibe where it's like that's why, again, I'm I'm being, I know I keep saying it, but that's why it was so intriguing because it was so different. It was like, hell, you're made a paranormal investigation feel just very stark and like you were right there. And, you know, they have like the intro to hell, you're is like a, 
it's like creepy, but it's not like horror movie where it's the piano and it's showing the goblin, you know, face and whatever, but it's not trying to like, like it's not trying to fucking do, you know, jump cuts and fucking, uh, vibrating heads and shit. Like all of these fucking shows do. Cause then like we would watch portals to hell and sometimes like, like, like all, I would assume real ghost investigations, there wouldn't be that much evidence. And it was a lot of just, you know, Oh, here's, here's learning about this place and what happened. And that's fine. But then they're cutting in like, you know, then they're trying to make it scary with the after effects. And it's like, guys, just make a fucking just make the show and be real. Like people want to see a documentary. But well, I guess I would. But uh, I think you probably your average um, uh, give Giorgio a kiss for me. People just want right. to be right. entertained, too. So exactly. They want um, to sit back and get what they expect. Right. Yeah. Um, send Zacky boy this file of pussy juice <laughs> for me. <laughs> it just throws it at you. Yeah. Um, just a cab driver, man. <laughs> This is a bag's not even sealed. Right. You're just a cab driver with a yeah. Haunted Museum billboard on top of it. Right, and she right. Thinks yeah, that just you know in her. Vegas. Yeah, down the strip. <laughs> I'm going to Jersey Mike's. Um, <laughs> oh, shit, I'm turning around. <laughs> we can talk about this vial of pussy A sandwich in town. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> and there's Jersey Mike's. <laughs> like it'd be her sandwich. I don't know. Clam sandwich. Uh there is lots of flirting with the, um, forgive the uh, dog clickety clacks here. They just came back from a walk. But um, uh, lots of flirting with uh, Steve's mom, the nurse here. And uh, she's she's like the only one in like a bright purple, uh, you know, uh, with scrubs or whatever they call it too. But yeah. um, they're kind of like messing with her because she's the most, you know, energetic, engaging and uh and she keeps saying like how scared she is like oh i don't i don't want to put my back to this room i just, I'm just i just get so scared and then he's like well hold on hold on like let's the uh, hold on we need your help here we're gonna and he like she closes the door she's like no no i don't want to be in here no zach zach and it's all that kind of energy right, like right. oh god stop and they they turn off the lights and i literally was like man we are witnessing the birth of a fetish inside her now <laughs> like <laughs> young strapping men putting her in a dark room and making her right. scared you know but um uh, and Zach had the look in his eye too. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. He wanted to roll her in flower after that and see where the, yeah. the wet spot is. That's so fucking disgusting. <laughs> um, Zach is that double zero. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I can smell the high protein in there. Um, <laughs> Zach has already come to the conclusion that there is a pattern of threes happening um, in this episode because. The nurse lady said people die in threes usually. Uh, Kim, the owner, which just seems like OCD to me, um, he's like, "Oh, I do everything in threes. Every time, you know, if I'm if I need something to happen, right. and it's once that once I have that third confirmation, I'm like, it sounds like you're just badgering people to do right. stuff, and then they finally just kind of acquiesce. But um, and then at three in the morning is when the shadow figure is the most commonly seen. So uh, and then also three scratches. They they show. Uh, there's a one paranormal investigator and then one employee of the the scary maze place, uh, Asylum 49, that say that they've been scratched. Um, the paranormal investigator guy also says he was around during an exorcism and uh, somebody was scratched uh, by an unphysical presence during that exorcism too. And then of course they cut back to, Oh, three mean, you know, they cut back to the old priest from like a season two episode, like three scratches. That's the mocking of the Trinity. You know, I'm like, okay, like I don't, you know, whatever. But, um, uh, and so Zach is, is broing out here. You know, he's like, he's like, Hey, we need to find out what pisses these things off because if we piss off a dark entity, they become more active and that's what we want. Right. So, um, this is the whole can't pronounce Tuila 
uh, the town. Uh, it goes on for like two and a half minutes. Uh, he literally is doing it for like, there's like four or five separate groups of people that he is trying to pronounce it with. Like everyone you've seen on the episode so far. And then it cuts back to that like three times each. It's crazy. But um, uh, the nurse lady um, says, um, oh, sorry. I just get, that's like, you already said this in the beginning, but yeah, when, when Aaron tries to tell him the mnemonic device, yeah, Tawilla, you go to the store with me later. Uh, that's when she goes, they laugh, but she's like, oh, that's why they leave you alone in the dark all the time, <laughs> which was pretty <laughs> funny um, for you know punishing him for his dad jokes. But uh, they add in too, like, even though they had just gone through like, oh, everything happens at 3 a.m. She's like, at 4.30 a.m., they've had reports of people walking on the roof and there's nobody up there. I'm like, okay, whatever, but that's fine. But I mean, you just did a big, it just always seems a little contradictory when you make this big, huge statement and then immediately show evidence that contradicts that statement, you know? Mm-hmm. Um um oh i was confused by this i don't know if you remember this better they're talking about one of the old folks in the retirement home somehow the man in black was involved in this but they basically just found one of the old people locked in one of the rooms on the asylum 49 side of the building because it's just separated by a normal set of like double doors right and uh he was locked in and they finally busted the door open and found him dead in there. I don't know how, I don't know if they said like, I can't remember if they said he had been reporting seeing the man in black or something or what, but they somehow co- correlate that with the man in black, the shadow. Figure. Right. Like why he went or something. Yeah. I can't remember, but, yeah, but and, yeah. and, and Nick's like, Oh, that's like you on the grim reaper taking his soul, you know, I'm like whatever. But, uh, um, Oh, and the, uh, again, the pattern of other paranormal groups getting far better evidence than, the ghost adventures crew <laughs> the paranormal investigator that's a local guy uh the guy who is laying uh sexily on the bed <laughs> next across from sack and it's funny because they just cut to him and it's in another part of a conversation but he was he was trying to say oh i was laying on the bed like this and this happened but they don't say that for the first like 10 seconds of him talking so it just cuts to him laying there <laughs> like five feet from zach but uh um, he got scratched and he got a really good EVP at the same time. And like, literally it just sounds like someone is next to him talking. So, um, they were like, they were like, they were in the x-ray room and they're like, you know, Hey, who worked in here? Is anyone here that worked in here? Like whatever. Um, can you talk to us? And it said like, it literally was just like Peter Hinsley, like completely like that. And Peter Hinsley was somebody that was an x-ray tech in the records of working there which is pretty crazy you know but like literally just sounded like a normal normal person who was talking at the recorder so um kind of like the in that early episode where there was the movie crew that filmed a movie in that asylum um and it was just like yep or like something weird it just sounded like a some old, right, 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 right. yeah high energy dude in the background yeah. like rip taylor and that going oh tricks, yeah. <laughs> um lots of cold blasts of air this episode right um and, holding a ball of it in his crunch yeah <laughs> he's like it's over here now <laughs> yeah yeah it's over here come come feel it i think i think bobandy's here too he's over here now uh there's, there's just, there's, this episode is a lot of, like, there's some good evidence at the very end, but this is one of those episodes where I can kind of see, you know, when Aaron was on that podcast in 2014 and said the producers ask us to exaggerate evidence, mm-hmm. he never says fake. He says they ask us to exaggerate evidence and pump up the emotion in the investigation. Yeah. Like, 
um this is one of those times where i i feel like oh, forgive the uh oh, you got a bell i got oh, an boy. amazon rolling yeah. out too so hold on hold on one second. yeah yeah I'll booker booker come on booker, let's go booker booker hello hello um <sighs> she goes she goes up and scratches on the fucking glass right there but three scratches um, yeah exactly demonic scratches um but uh anyway but uh the there's a lot of what sarah and i always call okay <laughs> would always call filler um evidence which is uh goosebumps and cold air blasts you know like right because sometimes you would think they would do it every time, especially with an episode where, uh, or, or in an investigation where they're having lots of cold blasts. Hey, get your fucking melometer that has a thermometer out on it so that you could, because there's plenty of episodes where they do go, Oh my God, it dropped 20 degrees in two seconds. That's impossible. And then it goes back up. Like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Like I totally, that's cool evidence. It's great. But it's, it's the whole, like, just trust us. We're feeling stuff right now. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't always automatically disbelieve you, but at the same time, that's not good TV. You know, yeah, like it's yeah. like, okay, like whatever. But um um yeah, lots of demonic, demonic, demonic stuff here. And Kim though says he's like, I, I don't know about demonic. Like the the majority of the activities here is like pretty comforting to a lot of people. Like to the, like cause he's talking about the nurse and the little girl and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh and I was completely expecting Zach to um go, is Kim under a state of oppression? You know, like he like he's addicted to Right. Uh, uh, owning the place like he's getting oppressed and then basically saying that the forces here are making you addicted to keeping the place um, full of either yourself or people on a regular basis to feed them you know energy and all that stuff so mm-hmm. that happens a lot in uh, ba- basically whenever they run into like a weirdo that owns an abandoned building and also lives there or or you know uh, there's a lot of like yeah I you know I I I kind of I got a divorce uh, during my owning this because I just wanted to spend all my time here and things like that and and at least there I'm like okay there's like a pattern of self-destructive behavior but also I don't always know if it's the healthiest people mentally who are specifically buying an abandoned building to do nothing with it in a in a, like a small town you know like right, there's like right, there's right. a lot of this like like oh I just wanted to buy this historic building just to have it like not to turn it into a restaurant or a hotel or a bar, like something, you know, that would be lucrative for them. But, um, but anyway, so with all this demonic shit, the boys need to decompress. So they go on a skiing and snowboarding trip. Uh, they're only a half hour away. Is (laughs) insane. Like literally (laughs) like as someone who snowboarded a healthy chunk of my life and I haven't been in a couple of years, but like actively doing it a lot. Um, when he goes down on that snowboard, that is so dangerous, not for him, but for everyone else on the mountain. Like sled style. He's such a fucking asshole. Like if no <laughs> one's blocking it or if he doesn't have like a leash. Cause yeah, yeah. like when, when I first started snowboarding, people would still use step and binding. So kind of like ski boot bindings right, to where right, it would right. fall off yeah. and you had to have a leash. And then even uh, if you had okay. regular bindings that were strapped. Because it could unclick and then your, your board exactly. flies now away. You've got a torpedo flying down yeah, yeah. the mountain <laughs> that's going to wreck someone or right, something. Right. Potentially so, even kill some kid, like there's a five-year-old kid just and zip knocks down. his head on icy uh, snow, and then right. So bye-bye. they stop bye-bye bye-bye JFK Junior. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> give me a, a bong rip, a JFK, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was just like, because yeah, even now you, I don't know if they enforce. They haven't enforced a leash law in a long time, but um, 
just thinking of like if he did fall off and just right. that thing takes off even if they're filming the bit like and the ski patrols there like that thing can i don't know i was just like this guy this is so stupid this yeah. is like <laughs> pissing me off yeah it seems like uh it seems like they privatized temporarily this one run and that's why they have the ski patrol there because clearly those idiots were in on the bit and everything like that they're hey you you can't do that like it, it was like it, they sounded like the 80 yard lines in an 80s movie about right, skiing right, or something right, right, right. hey hey come, come on get me ski patrol. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah then it became a weird narrative of like they're outrunning the ski first it's like aaron becomes the one almost chasing them like like come on Aaron, no leave me alone and then it's more about like them outrunning the the ski patrols trying to ruin their fun like they're trying to evoke like uh uh what's that fucking movie we always summer not summer rental the the uh, uh ski i think it's called ski patrol well the one with john cusack and the you know do you know how much oh, this oh, mountain's better worth off better off dead yeah. yeah it's like they were trying to almost evoke that kind of like 80s romp ski move like mm-hmm. sports movie thing i don't know it was a very fucking weird thing Comp- like upbeat like straight up upbeat porno music playing right like like lots of wah pedals and shit like that um it goes on way too long it's really dumb um and when they go to back to the location an even dumber clip uh or bit is that aaron is brought aaron's nowhere to be found and he's brought then to the asylum 49 in an ambulance, but it's not any ambulance. It's the Asylum 49 ambulance. Right, right. Out comes Kim as like a psycho doctor and all these nurses uh, who just look bored. And then like one crazy clown, like one demonic clown. Like they all look pretty normal. There's like a couple blood drops on them. And then it's mm-hmm. like a psycho crazy monster clown. Right, right, right. They just, they just bring Aaron's body in. Because like, I thought they were at least going to like tie it to... The snowboarding, they he, they go like, oh, Aaron said he was sore, but we don't know where he is. And then it's like supposed to be like he's dead in the ambulance. I don't know. It was really stupid. Right, right, but, right. Um, and Zach goes, huh, I guess that's how you get locked down in Asylum 49. <laughs> <laughs> and then Zach, uh, before they cut to the lockdown, Zach's like to Kim, he's like, hey, is Aaron okay? And then Kim goes, I don't think he's ever been okay. And then locks them in. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. dumb. Uh, ah. Excuse me. Um, dad line here right at the beginning. Nick, first thing he says when lockdown begins is, "It is dead silence in here." <laughs> Not silent, but dead <laughs> right, silence. Right, right. Um, Zach is starting to be like, like the quiet, brooding, scary Zach. Like I'm connecting with this location even more in like a silent fog kind of thing because they're going, "Where's Zach? Where's Zach?" And he like. He waits like 20 seconds. He's right next to them in the pitch black darkness. And he's just like standing there staring at them in the dark. And he's like, and they're like, oh God, you're right there. Cause they shine the night vision on him. It's like, that's like the, the season 20 Zach, where it's like, oh my God, just trying to add more drama. And like literally at season 21 or 22 is where Zach fucking just leaves multiple times throughout the season. Like he just goes like, not for the whole episode, but he'll be gone for like 10 minutes. And it just becomes like, this weird non mystery, like, cause he, and basically he just always comes back and goes, I was getting too affected negatively by the location. And I had to, I had to get some breathing room and he literally will like drive away, but it's like, it tr- he tries to be like a fucking, you know, um, uh, who's the guy that directed heat? Uh, Oh God. Movie. Um, um, let's see. Uh, where the fuck is it? Uh, 
Michael, it's like a Michael Mann movie where it's like him driving in the dark. You just see the road and stuff. It's just like, it's, it's, it's so dumb. But anyway, that's kind of like, this is like a proto version of that here. Um, like needlessly acting dramatic or scary or whatever, but they do hear footsteps like immediately after they find Zach find quote unquote. And, um, which it's, you know, fine. Sounds like a big bump somewhere. Um, they send Aaron to the end of the hallway, right outside the room where the exorcism initially occurred. And, uh, Zach is justifying, you know, sending people alone. And we're really starting to get Aaron being kind of bummed on getting sent down. Like the first couple episodes of the series, he would like go, Oh man, I don't want to. And he'd be like, okay. But then, and then the rest of the time he was like trying to be super confident the last few seasons. And now he's just like, uh, like he's just all bummed out. And then in right, like right. the near future, he starts like fighting Zach on it and not wanting to do it. But, um, uh, that's kind of his role though. Aaron has this weird, like dumb guy, non-public persona outside of the show obviously he's not as popular as zach but people love him but like it's it becomes his thing where there's all these little stories where like relationships ended and this happened and this Mm -hmm. happened because he got mildly possessed or oppressed on some investigation or he messed with the wrong thing or whatever and i don't i never know how true that is or or if it is it's purely just because he's kind of dumb but um right um Aaron goes, and so sorry, Zach's whispering to the camera. He's like, sometimes when you send someone to a location alone, it's easier for them to be attacked. And then that's going to cause more activity. It's like, okay. But uh, Eric's or Eric, uh, hey, I'm feeling chills on my fucking arm down here. He feels chills and says his arm is getting grabbed. Now, this is a good EVP. Clear as day. <laughs> it's like, it's not a whisper. It's just a breathy voice. But the EVP that Aaron captures when Zach goes up to Aaron and because you know Aaron starts yelling for Zach he's like oh something grabbed my arm like whatever and then on the EVP Zach goes hey are you okay or something and then you just hear Zach Bagans like so like not not like a Zach Bagans like not one of those mm-hmm. shitty whispers it's like literally just a dude going Zach Bagans sounds like somebody right. that thinks he's hot but yeah. <laughs> um but that is that would be a true class A EVP for the show like it was right. very clear um and to the point where it could have easily been fakeable too you know but I, I will. I, I'll give them credit. I appreciate that in middle to later seasons, when they get more advanced with their editing and when they have more equipment, they have more like redundant equipment around. They will start to do things to debunk that they faked it, which is like, okay, right when we capture, they'll have like in one corner of the screen, they'll have like um, Billy's, you know, laptop with the time signature of it happening. They'll have the, uh, actual scene that the viewer saw then they'll have like two other perspectives of the cameras like when the other two guys have their cameras and it'll all be playing at the same time to show and you and it's like see i was here billy was here jay was here and aaron was holding this camera and this fucking recorder was literally 10 feet away in the background on this desk so it's like i appreciate that's the kind of stuff i appreciate which then makes it annoying when they don't do that with everything you know but yeah um um and then aaron's like He's like, bro, I didn't even get that much, you know, going on when it was just me, but it was it was all when you were around, bro. He's like, this hall is dedicated to you, bro. <laughs> and Zach's like, don't say that. Don't say that. They go to commercial. Um, they're sitting on the bed where the exorcism attack happened. And this is where they have the the Jacob's ladder device, uh, right. which which is basically a very dangerous version of the paranormal pump. Um so it's the Jacob's it's a ladder new dance craze. Yeah. <laughs> uh 
the Jacob's ladder is just two huge copper pipes that are arcing elect- like high voltage electricity up through them. And so it, it looks like a Frankenstein, you know, old Frankenstein movie device where it's the arc is going like just going up and up and up over and over between the two copper pipes. And it arcs at the top. And the idea is, is that the ghost can get energy from it just like a paranormal pump. Like a, it's like a, a fountain of electromagnetic energy to be able to manifest stuff. Uh, but also then they can manipulate the arc at the top. And so, and it does happen. It is pretty weird. Like they do all this. Uh, they're basically, this goes on for a little too long, but as soon as they start, um, they're, they're sitting on two beds. The, the, um, the Jacob's ladder is in between the two beds against the wall. And as soon as one of them starts being like negative and provoking the spirits, it will actually kind of stop for a few seconds and then, and like arc over, like, like it's being kind of hold to them. Yeah. Yeah, Like someone's literally taking their fingers and going, and like stretching the little U shaped arc over which is and they they repeat it like four times and there's one of the times where he's ranting for a while and i counted it was like seven or eight seconds that it was holding in one position on the camera which is pretty crazy but um i don't know if they've ever brought that back again probably because mm-hmm. they just borrowed that one group's it was on, device yeah, and on gave site back. And the deal. Yeah. but um they're and they're you know they're they're, they're provoking the um attacker ghost uh trying to get aaron to really provoke him and um uh, uh, uh oh yeah and so this was really dumb this is another like zach trying to enhance the evidence when it's not that great he he says at this moment and this was when the arc was um he he was on the other side of the room the arc stayed there for like seven or eight seconds and it's when he says he felt like he was pushed into the wall and his and his evp captures a completely unintelligible but a voice that literally Zach gives a warning for, which he's never done. He goes, uh, this is voiceover Zach. He's like, he's like, I'm going to warn you. This is a very frightening voice. And it's like, it literally is just like, (sighs) like, it sounds like it's like, it's in a, it's somebody yelling in a crowded room in the background of a party or something like that. And I'm like, there's a lot scarier shit that captures. I don't know. I mean, maybe his ear is hearing something differently or they're just trying to, manipulate the audience i don't know but uh it's not a very scary evp because it's just such a messy evp so um we get a shot of the full mohawk bill tully uh and how he was setting up the old school reel-to-reel recorder for kind of a more old school evp set kind of like a, a hans holzer style uh evp or recording session um hans holzer's you know like the father of paranormal investigation and stuff but uh um Oh yeah, that's another show that got canceled. Was the Holger Files um, with uh, Cindy Kaza, and uh, which you you said you and you and your wife had watched that thing where she was kind of actually mm-hmm. being shitty, shitty at cold reading people and stuff. Right, but, right, right, right. Um, but so they're doing this recording session, and nothing on the first session. They change the reels. They get another cold breeze. Uh, Nick starts playing Super Mister Nice Guy, and then Zach does too. And they get a really creepy little girl voice. And it's either Nick basically goes like, oh, is that you touching me? And it's either saying like, yeah, or like, meow. like it's a playful <laughs> little girl's voice. That's very clear and creepy sounding. Um, and uh, uh, Aaron goes off by himself while I, Zach literally goes, all right, well, we're going to split up at this point in the investigation. Well, kind of. 
Aaron's going by himself and Nick and I are going to the basement like, or whatever. But uh, so, yes, yeah, technically splitting up, but not equally. So Nick's like, hey, try to get some scratches, Aaron. He's like, yeah, well, again, here I am again in the most dangerous part. So he's all bummed out and handling it up. Um, it cuts back to Nick and Zach. They walk down this hallway that has a door at either end. This is kind of evidence like there is a very loud couple of banging sounds, but they claim that they saw both doors open and slam, which we don't they don't capture that on video at all. And so and you can see one of the doors the whole time, like they're both filming and it doesn't look like it moves at all or whatever. I mean, still loud, scary sound is scary, but uh, they stay on the door slamming for quite a while. Um, Aaron goes to the clown room, which I don't really think they ever showed before. And, um, uh, are you still there, Steve? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. I'm just making sure because sometimes yeah. the Zencaster just quietly dies and I'm Fade looking out. at my notes instead of the Zencaster. So, <laughs> um, and, uh, Aaron is, he's doing an EVP session with his recorder. Something grabs his hip. Um, nothing comes on the EVP, but they show an X camera, a static camera. And Zach says, look at the mist on the right side of the door frame. I'm like, this one's kind of iffy. Like, you kind of see like a very, very faint amorphous shadow on the right side of the door frame for like a, it's almost like a shimmer. Like it doesn't even seem like a mist. I wouldn't say it's so quick. Um, it's one of those things where I'm actually like, eh, that could have just been a camera artifact. That was weird or whatever, but right, right. you know, whatever. Um, um, oh yeah. Uh, Zach voiceover Zach says, uh, Nick actually unearths a secret room in the basement. And literally there's like already a chair in there. There's already like modern trash in there. It's like somebody's it's, it's a maintenance, uh, crawl space for like under the, the foundation or under the floor where all the pipes and shit are and stuff like that. But, um, so Zach and Nick are crawling through there and going towards the back. But Zach's like, Oh dude, this is going to fuck my lungs up, dude. <laughs> and so he, uh, he goes back upstairs to get a mask, a respiratory mask. Um, and he's like, Zach, Zach is blaming um, ghost hunting for messing his lungs up. Cause that helps him have the, I've gotten my scars and paid my dues with this career. Like right, you know, it's right, taken right. its toll on me. It's like all part of his, his fucking character. But he just says in other episodes, he has um, uh particulate born um, asthma or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. which is fine, but just say that, you know, but yeah, um, so he goes up to get the mask, but on his way back to get the mask or from getting the mask, he kind of gets distracted. So Nick is basically now they officially do split up because Nick is alone for the rest of the investigation. Zach stops around the nurses center and Aaron ends up going past the clown room and into a mirror maze, <laughs> um, like a funhouse mirror maze. So right, right, right. Um, Zach gets a um he's talking to you know he hears something he doesn't even say what he hears i get distracted up in the nurse's center he doesn't even say what he hears but he freaks out because he says that he hears a growl uh now it doesn't mean it's not creepy but the evp they captured just goes like <sighs> like it's just a breath it wasn't too crazy yeah because there are growls that they capture that sound very like animalistic like <laughs> like very vibrating but this just sounded like a breath which i mean still very if you heard a breath a disembodied breath right right and there was no one around that's fucking scary right so scary enough but and he's and zach's like oh, come on kids aren't supposed to growl <laughs> <laughs> unless i give them a lot of foreplay first before sex um he sets up a static camera and a big ball with a light in it uh it's one of those like it's one of those like child ghost toys that they created. <laughs> uh, like we had at um, 
the David Omen house investigation with the OC ghost and legends where it was the, the bear that would light up where it was being touched, you know, or where it's electromagnetic energy was being manipulated or whatever. Um, there seems to be a whole sub, uh, a whole (laughs) subcategory of paranormal equipment that's to entice a child ghost, but exactly. Oh, the sweetest. That is a barfy ramen filled burp. Um, but, uh, Anyway, he sets this ball up in the hopes that um, it will get pushed uh, by a ghost. So, because it's like he's suspecting that this is a child, even though they haven't heard the child voice since the um, uh, the real to real session with Nick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then where is this? Here, it is. okay, I want to make sure I didn't skip it. But so walks back, and now we're doing the kind of cut between all three of them. Um, Nick is back is down in the basement and gets the uh or in the crawl space rather and he hears like unexplained footsteps after he's like can you come over here and talk to me and then he hears like dum 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 which is pretty scary and I will give it to Nick Nick definitely freaks out and runs away the least like he he stands his ground the most out of literally everyone on the show Billy's probably a second like a close second later on but uh I will always give it to Nick that he just will sit there and fucking stay for the evidence you know so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um um cuts back to zach he's doing a spirit box session there's no voices for 21 minutes and then a really it's it's a voice but it does not sound like what they say it says um the evp apparent or the sorry the spirit box voice apparently says you're talking to me but it just sounds like it's saying like your time like it's like a weird robotic kind of like ai generated sounding voice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um because he's like because zach asked like hey i've been asking you questions you know for a long time like do you not want to talk to me and and why won't you talk to me and he was like trying to say that it's it's like the ghost was being cheeky and saying like it's because you're talking to me or like i don't know right something. right but right definitely a voice but definitely could have just been a radio voice to be fair this is a very small town in like the middle of utah so there's probably not a lot of um radio stations that are pulling in loud dj voices and stuff like that too so um let's see oh and then so they cut to the static camera when he gets this evp and the ball moves a good foot on the camera which is pretty creepy but um definitely those are the kinds of things that definitely could be done could be faked pretty easily but yeah yeah you know um zach asks if you can sing a song and then he freaks the fuck out and runs away because he says that he saw he turned over his shoulder and saw two small shadow figures um, like right behind him in the in the past the door frame. So um, cuts it back to Aaron, who's just getting more and more lost in the mirror maze. He doesn't get any evidence down there. Like the end of the episode is cutting to him going, I made it to the center of the maze. And it just cuts to the credits. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, but Nick asks uh, back in the crawl space, he's like, is this your place to come and hide? And then a huge, like, scraping, scratching sound. Sounds like it's, like, right above him or next to him, which would be very scary down there. Whether it was, like, a fucking animal or not. But um, I think that's his last... Or no, it's not. There's one more. So, um, yeah, Aaron keeps trying to make it through the maze. Nick is like, where are you? And then uh, they get what they describe as a vulgar EVP. So they're not really censoring it. But the EVP... Like, I'm even going to do work because... There is there is such a distinct way that only the American phrase "what the fuck" like like right, that just right. like like like, it, like only that phrase sounds like that like "what the fuck" or "what the heck" you know or whatever or "what the hell" 
Like, and so it sounds like, like it's very much like that. And so I'm assuming if they're saying it's vulgar, they didn't say that they censored it. They just said it's a vulgar sounding EVP. Um, and then, uh, this, it ends on this last one, which is very scary. Um, Zach's like, do you want me to hear your pain? And then the spirit box goes like a, like a blood curdling woman screaming. That's like very clear. So, Mm -hmm. which almost to the point where I'm like, it almost sound like someone, played a sound effect or something like that, you know, but um, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. But yeah, it like very quickly, like there was a lot of evidence in like the last five minutes. So the episode ends like very abruptly. Yeah. I was going to say, I, remember, I feel like I was watching that and I blinked and I was like, wait, it's over. Yeah. Like yeah. cutting <laughs> to the next episode. Even. Yeah. Like not even a long credit scene. And they don't even do like, there is a credit scene, but it's no, short yeah, yeah, and they don't yeah. do the, they don't do the typical like, and then his big, like he, he, he has a quick, like blah, blah, blah. He, he literally just has like says like the spirits and whatever and energy of Tuella uh hospital and asylum 49 will stick with the ghost adventures crew forever and that was it like and then it just and then it ends on vibrating little girl evil little girl head going like you know and then it cuts to the next right, right. episode on the plantation but uh uh at least Aaron didn't get trapped forever in the mirror maze but uh, I mean when you think about it that would be fucking scary like mirror mazes aren't like they can be hard but if you know if you look at the fucking floor and see where, like, it's yeah. whatever you can see it but in the pitch black darkness that would be <laughs> oh yeah totally totally <laughs> and, gnarly and seeing all the billions of like reflections of reflections and everything but um but yeah that's uh that was tuella hospital and next episode is that loretta lynn plantation mm-hmm. um where there it's gonna be more slave goats i think but um but yeah uh that is adventurous ghost for March 2023. Uh, we'll be back next month with um, pro- hopefully the probing deeper on the whole uh, paranormal industry kind of TV industry kind of thing. And uh, yeah, as always, thank you for your support. Thank you for being you. Make sure and go over to um, that No Guts, No Glory colon the berserk podcast feed. Uh, it's on Apple Podcasts, it's on Spotify, it's on all your favorite services. And uh, right now you'll just see kind of a little black and white sketch placeholder logo. Uh, We're still working on the finalized logo, but uh, yeah, first episode is up on that. Give us a listen, give us a subscribe and, uh, and tell us what you think. Give us some reviews for that bad boy uh, during this little soft launch period. And then the the next episode of that will be coming up this Monday, which I assume I will, I maybe will post this before then, but, uh, but yeah, that, um, that show is every other Monday the Mondays that we're not doing probing Gaia. So, uh, no guts, no glory, the berserk podcast. And then yeah, probing Gaia coming up. Uh, no, that's coming up too, or a week after next. So, um, other than, yeah. Um, just like something else that's coming more poop out of my butt has to come out now. So there we go. Thank you very much for your support. Love you. Bye. Bye.